But I've had the unfortunate experience that the past outdoor wedding venues we've gone to, like a guy being on my other side, and you guys do that thing where you need to spread your legs, you know? Lance, and it's yeah, just that's like, biology, Emily. Yeah. yeah, but man, then I literally have Talk no... Talk to Jesus reason. about that. Well, if I was wearing a pencil skirt, I wouldn't spread my legs. But I'm not. I'm wearing pants. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Wheel Route Podcast. This is mildly legitimate conversation amongst friends and lovers about college football and lifestyle and The Bachelor right now. Uh, you can find us at uh, The Wheel Route on Twitter. You can find us on our website, which is www.thewheelroute.com. We are uh, we have a Gmail account, wheelroutepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, and you can get the show from Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or Stitcher. Uh, also, we are on Instagram uh, at Wheel Route Podcast. So, uh, good things all around. My name is Logan Whitehouse. I'm on Twitter at Logwan the Dawn. Coming to you guys from Stewart, Florida. Uh, fresh off a lovely weekend. I got to spectate some activities. Got a little sun on the uh, little sun on the face and the forearms. You know, it's been a good weekend when, like, uh, on Monday, your arm hairs are tan. I mean, uh, blonde. Ah, uh, yeah. They've been they've been, ble- they've been bleached out. Yes. So, anyhow, who else is here? My name is Jordan Shank. I'm in Harrisonburg, Virginia, uh, where it it was nice on Sunday, and then we've had two kind of rainy, gloomy days. Mm. Uh, so, you know, gotta gotta stay hydrated. Got to keep the yeah. yard green in the dead of winter. Um, I'm on Twitter.com at Shank Jordan. And I'm very ready to have Oscars hot takes tonight. Since I know all of our all of our listeners, all of our viewers are big Oscars aficionados. Especially your co-hosts. Students your your of co-hosts arts. also definitely. <laughs> right? Definitely we're tuned it's gonna in. It's gonna be some one sided Oscar takes. Really looking forward to those hot takes from you, Jordan. Oh yeah. Well Let's set the over under on Oscar movies that we've seen at one half and I'm I'm pounding the under. Okay. All right, we'll 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 maybe do that another episode. We'll, we'll do our Oscars. <laughs> I'll I'll go back and YouTube it so we can talk about it. All I know is that Eminem performed his uh, track from Eight Mile. Yep. There you yeah. go. Yep. There you yeah. go. Year old song. So finally had his moment. That's good. Yeah, a lot of a lot of excited finally. white people in the crowd. <laughs> white people get hyphy. Who's that lovely angelic voice chiming in? Mm. What is I, Coach E? <clears throat> Eating ice cream in Eating the middle of the intros. Cream. That's what I like to see. Cookies and cream. Can't help myself. Can't keep away from the cookies or the creams. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I can be found at Intern on Twitter. Wheel RTE Intern. Because for some reason, Wheel Route was taken. Or it was too many letters. I can't remember. Either Hard way. Follow it if you know what it's about. If, you, right. if you're here for what's good. Our best content comes from the at wheel RTE intern pod. Emily, Emily once, once you get the blue check mark, I'm sure they'll let you spell it fully out. Uh, you'll get special handle accessibility privileges. Excellent. That's what I hear. Anyhow. Excellent. I'm going to need some more followers. i got to work this hashtags, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, a lot. 
I do know what you're saying. Oh. Um, what uh, what were what were you up to this weekend? Um, I was competing in fitness. Oh, a little functional fitness, little uh, little exercise for time. Yes. A little three, two, one, go. Yes. Yeah. Uh, my friend Rachel convinced me to do a CrossFit competition, and uh, for those who don't CrossFit, there's like a beginners scaled and then there's rx which is like doing all the workouts as prescribed at heavier weights more challenging movements so that's of course what i did because you know i'm an idiot who's always just looking to torture myself but um or challenge yourself to challenge challenge, yeah we came in dead last which is okay because let me tell you the girls who made podium Woof. Large shoulders. Just never going to get there. We can <laughs> accept that. My quads and my shoulders aren't ever going to be that popping. So, I don't think your boob, I don't think your boobs are either, I'm going to be honest. Yeah, no, they all had it's there's a lot, a reason a lot they of strong South Florida so breast well. energy. Strong strong South Florida uh-huh. breast energy going on in yeah. I'm, I'm not going to comment on any of those things. Uh, Jordan. They, they also appeared to be doing roids. I'm just going to say it. Okay. Are you are you that. completely against do. doing roids, Emily? Not completely. I just think like for athletes like that who are athletes, like who are maybe just competing in like local. Yeah, like there's no need. I think that there's an argument to be made for actual like professional athletes who have to put a lot of demands on their body where we expect them to put a lot of demands on their body that there could be an argument to why controlled use of roids with some medical supervision could be helpful i agree i'm not gonna deny it so i mean i don't understand why you would not allow something that allows you to heal faster i also other hot take think it's stupid how many athletes get in like trouble or get suspended for smoking marijuana just gonna put that out there Nice. Welcome, welcome to welcome, welcome to the resistance. To podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> welcome to the resistance. You're fully a podcaster now. You're yes. yeah. right. you, have, you have woke weed takes. Love it. Um, yeah. No. Proud of you though. Way Thank to you. way to get out there, mix it up. That was fun. Proud of myself. Probably will do it again. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. It's, it's a good time. Logan gave me the classic. Um, so, which is a good. This you know, I ask people the same question. So, what are you going to work on to be better at at your next competition? To which I just flipped it on him. Well, I know you probably have your ideas of what I need to get better at. So just lay it on me. That's how our marriage works. So. I'm uh, I'm I'm uh, <laughs> pretty good at the uh, I'm I'm pretty good at the uh, those who don't do coach uh, methodology. So I am, um, you know, I'm I'm a good member of the squad, and. Uh, I feel like I, I've got decent coaching, decent coaching acumen. You have potential. A good, good analysis provider, good at watching film, right. knowing knowing where strengths and weaknesses shine through. Yeah, you know, but these things are these things are wild, Jordan. I would love to just see you take in one of these, like for a half day, just so you could see the people. Because I swear, like, I mean, obviously the the CrossFit cult thing is its own sort of like has its pluses and minuses sure. from on the, on the cult standpoint. And I'm fully aware of that as far as cults go. Yes. Yeah. As far as cults go. But, um, like there's occasionally like a set, there was one Saturday where we all wore green shirts for like some fundraiser that we did and we had to run at our gym. And if you do the run at our gym, it actually goes through the flea market that's going on on Saturday morning. So it's like just a bunch of thick dudes and ladies like running through the flea market, all in green shirts, looking extra culty. 
all kind of um, dressed like they're going on a missions trip to a to little a bit different country at yeah, the airport. A, yeah a little bit with like knee sleeves on and stuff randomly too <laughs> half of them are limping but uh I would just love to see you take it in because like the, the look of the CrossFit competition is very distinct. Like the, the things that people wear also girls teams, girls love nothing more than matching. It's like it. And it is just like the level of detail that goes into some of these like coordinated outfits. Is, I had three outfit changes. Yeah. There were, wow. <laughs> how many workouts? Three workouts and then skill stations. Yeah. It did get hot though. So you had to put shorts yeah. on. Well, and I had to wear leggings cause we had to do rope climbs. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, that's functional fashion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, plus you, know, you get sweaty and gross and you kind of want to change out of... There was a gentleman there um, who was mega jacked. He was he was a black gentleman and he was wearing only <laughs> like army green tights. No shirt, but like full length army green tights. And I mean, he was like... Like, like like a black guy and it was like it was a wild look just uh there's also there was another guy, a white guy too who was like older he was yes. the Fenner's guy and he was wearing tights too and no shirt the whole competition yeah. was like this is an interesting look you're going it's a little aggressive here. i in my I'm mind assuming they were wearing shorts over the tights or no, no no oh wow no okay just just camel tail in it yeah camel tail in it package out for all <laughs> package to see. Out. <laughs> and some heavy lifting was involved so you know, one, there was one some, can imagine yes. the, the results some, that could some be another region straining going mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, good time, good time yeah, all around. Yeah, uh, I did catch some of the uh, the Instagram story footage, and it looked very intense. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Kate Coach E for clanging and banging through. Mm-hmm. That is uh, that's an impressive way to spend the weekend that not Thank all you. of us are necessarily <laughs> wired to do and enjoy. But I'm glad that's up your alley. <laughs> I'll tell you what's fun to do though is spectate and just like casually sit brewskis in the sideline. Oh, see, I'm saying it. I I'm willing to tailgate a lot of things. So. <laughs> oh yeah, make it happen sometime. Well, then. next 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 time I have a competition, I'll invite you and you can come and hang out with Logan. Oh, we could podcast right. live. We could just podcast from the uh, from the tent <laughs> live. From we the, uh... need guests for days. Just people like, <laughs> coming over to throw up and you know. Talk. While you're over here, yeah, can I can I in, interview you about that thing you were doing with those big ropes? <laughs> what, what say you? Anyhow, anyhow. All right, let's get down to brass tacks here. We had another episode. Wait, what's everyone drinking? Oh yeah, what is everyone yeah. drinking? Thank Jordan? you, Emily. You're Jordan. welcome, Jordan. What do you got? I have a glass of red wine. It is a Cab Sav from 2017. Wow. The second voyage, it is called. It's from South Australia, <laughs> and uh, it's pretty nice. Shout out! Very nice. I too am drinking red wine. I'm drinking Gnarly Heads Old Vine Zin. I don't have as much information about my wine as Jordan has, hmm. um, so I couldn't tell you the year or where it's from. I but, mean, the bottle's like uh, seven California feet, wine. seven feet away from us. Yeah, but I have headphones in, so it's so close and yet yeah, so far. You're right. You're right. Um, I am back on my grind and am going with a, a raspberry bubbly. All right. Out of the Gators Cup. Out of the Gators Cup tonight. Go Gators. Uh, current number one recruiting class in the country, 2021 rivals. Uh, so, you know, I'm out here taking my victory lap before Georgia passes us in two how, weeks. Uh, how many commits are in that number one rated class so far? 11. 11 in 2021. Wow. That is, yeah. uh, that's impressive. 
Dopey Dan is out here. <laughs> that's why I think that's why they're number one. They have uh, a high volume too. Average star rating of three point eight though with eleven. That's not bad. No, it's not. Who wants to start us off? I can start us off. We have a- another episode of the Bachelor to review. That's why you guys are here. Um, Good news though, it won't be a two-hour episode for oh. you this week. But for those of you who listened to our entire podcast, thank you. Yeah, no, you know you're the reason you we keep doing what listener. we do. Right, <laughs> certainly. Um, this season, just before we get started, I mean, I'm kind of glad we're moving quickly through this season. Oh, I would agree. Yes. I, I am not like a super aficionado of this show, but I am hard pressed to think that there's been a more unlikable cast of characters on, on this show. Like there's usually a villain, a distinct villain. Right. And then there's like a few people that are likable and then. You know, you can come and go on the uh, the Bachelor or the Bachelorette, depending on, you know, there's a lot of pressure on them. It's hard to always like them. I get that. But I don't think Peter is necessarily the best or the worst of the Bachelors, but he certainly isn't helping matters. And this group of girls is just really, really not uh, not jumping off the page at me, to be honest with you guys. Mm-hmm. So, as I said, glad we're moving through this pretty quickly. Down to four at the end of this episode. Yeah. No, uh, Logan, I would agree. Uh, my one comment to add to your take on the cast of characters we've had is I think we said early on, like he probably got rid of some people who would have been more interesting to this point. He got rid of them early. Um, So I think some of the lacklusterness of the cast falls on casting period, but also falls on Peter for who he has chosen to keep around. I couldn't agree with that more. I have nothing to add to that. Nothing to add. I mean, I think Madison's nice. But again, is that I think yes, I think she's, she's clearly nice. the 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 prize of the remaining group. I think. Oh, I, I would yeah. agree with that. Spoiler alert. And I also think that when you're up against the cast of characters, you are it's yes. easy to look even better. It's easier to shine. I, I think she is like a great person. I'm sure, but. We also don't know that much about her. Mm-hmm. So. Four-time state champion. There's no, what, uh, You don't need to know anything else. In Four my book. ranks. Four ranks. Looking for a uh. fifth. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get it started. We are in Lima, Peru. Jordan, have you been to Peru? I have not. I've been okay. to Colombia, Colombia and Mexico right. and Colombia, gotcha. South Carolina, but uh, not Peru. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. Hey, Nora. Dog must have heard the uh, wine. Dora, relax. She's been real jumpy these days. Emily, you been to Peru? No, but my parents have. I'd I heard like it's really cool. Uh, fan of the it podcast, ben, Benjamin Benjamin Brooks did a little study abroad there during college. He said it was rad. So, didn't we try to even like talk about a, a cube reunion trip to Peru? Machu Picchu. Machu P cube. Oh, hey, those those t shirts will sell. Um, it looks beautiful. That is definitely a place I'd like to go. Side oh, for note, sure. Peru. So eat some guinea pig. No big deal. We are in Peru, <laughs> and we have first, uh, first things first, a one-on-one with Madison. Uh huh. Shout out to Madison. Yeah. Um. I'll just, I'll just, uh, put this out there that talking about the one-on-one dates from this episode, there's not going to be a lot to say. A lot of them were very similar in nature, similar yeah. formats. Um, He's really just trying to have conversations at this point to make sure he gets the clarity that he needs. Well, even before we announced the one-on-one dates, he FaceTimed with his mom. 
which was odd. I don't think we've ever seen like the bachelor or bachelorette, like reaching out to their family that while they were gone. So, you know, just furthers my theory that he has meshed relationships with his family. Anyway, <laughs> uh, then he goes from that conversation to actually going to where the girls are staying and telling all of them, it's been a really hard week. It's the first week I've really been having my doubts and this giving is the his third whole consecutive life. week he's had to come in and like talk about how hard his week has been previously. And how he, people just really need to trust the process. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he he again gave like a weird speech about like I need you to be all in. I need you to trust that this is gonna work. And I was like, all right, bro. Yeah. Well, and and the like the FaceTime <laughs> slash conversation that he had with everybody in between that when he was doing his itm is that is that the good right job love it morning? love it he <laughs> like speak. he talked about how nervous he was how afraid he was of potentially you know getting rejected again like i called last week i do this but it was good <laughs> it, it was good for him to see him like be aware of it and recognize it and like be willing to admit it and not just try and ignore it or paint over it. Right. So he, he does have some self-awareness, which I think uh, could be helpful depending on how he uses that. Yeah. I also sometimes wonder if he, all of the speeches he gives about trusting the process and how it works, you know, when you you're preaching to other people, but it's really, you just need to hear it for yourself. Mm -hmm. It's like, he's reassuring himself, but masking it as yeah. Like this Involving is something you need to it, hear. Yeah. Yeah. No, I would I would say that's got to be at least 80 to 90% of it. He's but. definitely saying it in the mirror every morning and night too. <laughs> <laughs> Trust the process, Pete. Here we Trust go. The, <laughs> Trust the process. <laughs> Today is the day. Um so anyway, we start with our one-on-one -on -one with Madison, um who hasn't had a date since week 1, so good for her. It's about time. Um we agreed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They... A torrid scoring streak for Jordan's team this week. Oh, also. yes. Yeah, good work. Um, they go fishing together. Um, so also boat date, water feature kisses. I mean, mm. it's all there. Mm -mm -mm. Love it. <laughs> Love to see it. Wouldn't have counted as water feature kiss last year, just saying. I know we modified based on the complaints you presented to the board, the board being Jordan and I. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Namely. We were we Emily heard namely did the other two co-hosts. We heard your concerns. Yes. Uh we validated it. Thank it you. didn't alter the scores from last season, but you know, moving forward we've made we've made some real progress. I know we have. Yeah. You're just so salty. Like the ocean that the boats are in during the or water. Featured in that the boats are featured in. Featured in. <laughs> um so really nothing eventful happens here. They have a you know, make-out sesh in the front of the boat. Before Jordan. we go to make-out sesh in front of the boat. Yeah. The, Are you going to ask what fishing... I'm going to ask? Yes! Okay, all right. Good, good, good. Go on. I, I'm going to go out on not so far a limb and say that the fish was dead and they yep. pulled a dead fish out of <laughs> the water. That is exactly yep, what I was going to ask That's exactly what I thought, too. If you turn, like, they showed the shot from underneath of it and the gills on that thing were looking gnarly. They were not fresh. They yeah. were, uh, I've, I've seen that site before, you know, as someone yeah. who fishes an angler of sorts, right. I, I know a dead fish's gills when I see them. And, uh, that, that was a staged catch and Peter should be ashamed. 
And there was no like struggle on the line either. He literally right. just like pulled it. I mean, yeah. there was a like a little like fish, but it also, yeah, there was no need for it to go the way that it went. Clearly, it was either dead or very nearly dead, like bait fish that was just out of the well. They're like, oh, come on, we gotta get this. We gotta we gotta get the shot and get going here. We but... gotta get a shot. Yeah, when you're when you're hand lining like that, you're gonna have some sort of resistance, and he. Yeah, yeah, I mean, any sure fish, no signs yeah. of like, oh, this is hurting my finger. Because if you're handlining, even even a fish yeah. that size, like, yeah. if you've never done it before and you don't know how to hold the line, like, you can slice that index finger pretty pretty quickly. Yeah, you get so. the you get the stripper you get the stripper fingers. Yeah, you got to get your stripper guards. Right. Um, okay. Good talk. I'm glad that we both had that realization. Classic bros watching the fishing scene. Right. Uh, Peter did not look like. Did not look like he had really maybe been fishing for a while. Was not he much rather would have just made out on the boat the whole time, which oh, yeah. they proceeded to do pretty quickly. Yeah, true. Now Tyler Cameron, on the other hand, uh, you know he would have been friggin' checking crab pots and you know been all over the. All, all I could over. all I could think about in this episode was how much better watching Tyler Cameron go like lobster fishing in, in <laughs> Maine or Rhode Island or wherever they went was like so much better. Yeah, mm. true self. Is it lobster fishing or is it lobster lobster? I think it's lobstering. I think you Not go lobstering. Lobstering. Harvesting. Oh yes, lobstering up in Rhode Island, which had Chad. Mary. What, uh, yeah, Chad what accent Brad. is that, Emily? Just, yeah, is that, a, is that a Rhode Island? Chad and I don't know. That's <laughs> the right. one that felt felt appropriate it for felt Chad's. Right. Given yeah, so right. as you can see, this was an action packed date. We have a lot to talk about. Um I guess the main crux of the date was dinner. Yep. Where uh, Madison kind of felt like she, I think, had some, like, making up for lost time to do. So she did a good job of, like, you know, buttering Peter up, saying a lot of nice, good, and I don't think untrue things about Peter, Mm -hmm. um, at least from her perception. And then uh, she was able to sort of parlay that into having, like, her conversation about, like, how important her faith is in her life, which is... You know, a- another classic Bachelor conversation that usually comes up with someone um, every year. And uh, it appears that it has come up with Madison. I thought Peter's sort of response to that was interesting, in which he sort of owned up to the fact that, like, he thinks he could uh, maybe be a strong, stronger, more faithful person, kind of, mm-hmm. in his in his life. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was pretty much the gist of it. I think Madison was sort of satisfied with the response that she got from Peter, from what I could tell. Um, then there was some more dancing. Mm-hmm. It's a good summary of it. Yeah. He... Go, ahead. Go, go ahead, Emily. I was just going to say, he does tell her that he's falling in love with her, to which her response was only, oh, I'm so glad you said that. Well, she kind of like cried. Yeah, it was interesting. It was interesting, though, that she didn't, well reciprocate i don't know i i always i think the whole like forced reciprocation on the i love you thing is a little overblown personally but i also think that on this show it does like kind of mean something when you say that it's like a definite marker of progress so having one party say that and another one maybe be like i love that you said that i'm so happy right now and it's like uh at least she didn't say like thanks yeah. Could have been right. worse. Well, yeah, that we saw. Like, we don't know sure. what all got cut out, but um the so the two things I got from that, the first like the first point being the faith conversation, I thought Peter's like initial reaction to it 
was he looked terrified like oh, yeah. oh well, yeah oh, <laughs> the no. pause. she's like she's this is where i lose her and yeah. i i like i absolutely want to give peter the benefit of the doubt i don't want to pretend to know where he is in sure. that area of his life but i wonder how much of his response was what can i say that won't like won't make too big of a promise but also won't risk pushing her away sure. like let me find a happy medium and then i also think madison heard what she wanted to hear in that cuz i don't think he really offered up a whole lot of substance that would have made her say like oh yes that is satisfactory yeah, kind of yeah. what it sounded like she was looking for going into that conversation um so i think uh i think they were maybe just saying just the bare minimum and hearing what they wanted to hear there um and then the the falling in love from peter was big obviously um but she, she, I think, and she mentioned like at one point how, how scary it was that her, her heart was starting to like make decisions. And so I think she's being very, uh, she's conscientious about being, yeah, guarding her heart, being cautious, not trying to, not like trying to get ahead of herself. <laughs> um, so I think that's why we didn't see like that energy reciprocated necessarily, which I don't think is a bad move. Interesting. But it it wasn't presented to us in a like just comfortable, you know, smoothest way. Yeah, we've had a lot of uh, sweaty Pete like dumbfounded face the last couple episodes where he's just like appears to be really just struggling with what he's going to say next. Mm-hmm. Um, tough times. Emily, what do you, you think about dinner? Anything else to add? No, I mean, I, I agree with those takes. I think Peter looked a little terrified when the subject of faith came up. And I also think that Madison looked a little terrified when he said he was falling in love with her. Yeah. And so I, I like what you were saying, Logan, about it. It sounds like they're both kind of hearing what they want to hear and the things that made them uncomfortable they really didn't want to address because I do think they like each other. And it's probably like we don't want to rock the boat too much. This seems to be a good thing. So let's not – not that that wasn't a hard conversation to have, but I think the fact that it didn't get pushed a little bit more yeah. says that, all right, let's just say enough. It's well, like, oh, phew, yeah. we've checked that off the list of like yeah. things we have to you know, go through, and now yeah. we can just go to the next thing and talk about that later. But yeah. like, In many ways, I wondered, too, if it was uh, – I mean, I think she was probably feeling good about things, but – it's definitely going to come up at hometown, so yes. yep. Peter Peter should get some reps in talking about it uh, ahead of ahead of that. So, you know, I, I'm not gonna I'm gonna give him like a B minus on how he handled this uh, this first go of things, but I think he could have I think he could have done maybe better. But I also don't know that he like. I mean, I don't want him to like lie either. Right. So Absolutely. that's I mean that's kind of the thing. Like, but anyhow, all right. Well, we can we can move on from that. Uh, you, Emily. We're impressed with Kelsey's conversation she had with I Hannah was. Ann that they kept cutting back to during the date. So you know, Kelsey just perplexes me. There's weeks where I'm like, she is this a girl she is a wild is, card. Is uh, not troubled, but train wreck. Uh, no, Hot I, mess? I wouldn't even say train wreck, but I sloppy. So here's what I super was telling, complicated. Drunkard. Yeah, she seems complicated, 
And what I told Logan is I kind of wonder about Kelsey. She's shared that she's been bullied. Obviously, like, there's some trauma with her family that we'll get to. Whomst yeah. amongst us hasn't been I bullied. I felt like she came across way better with the other girls this week. And even last week through the Tammy drama, how she handled Tammy, I thought was pretty decent. But it makes me wonder if, as there's becoming fewer and fewer girls, if we will see a more confident and calmer Kelsey, because I can imagine yeah. if the bullying was kind of like a mean girl situation, it'd be really tough to be in like a house full of mean girls. And right. so she was doing the best she could in a probably triggering situation. And now that there's only six of them, maybe yeah. she does feel more comfortable and at ease. But yeah, she and Hannah Ann were almost acting like they were old pals, like chopping it up. Just chopping These it are up. the same two from the champagne finasco. Let it squash the beef there. Um, yeah, and she, rather than what we saw in past weeks where she kind of trash talked the girls who were on dates with Peter, she actually just had a mature conversation and saying, like, what I know about Madison is that her faith and her expectations of faith in her marriage like are really important to her. And I hope that she can bring that up to Peter because we're at a place in this where those are conversations that need to be had. Um, but she also acknowledged that Peter had a deep connection with Madison and she didn't like, it didn't seem like she was allowing that to intimidate her like the yeah. Kelsey we saw last week or even two weeks ago. So I was impressed. Yeah, this is a really good point. And that, yeah, that like, cutaway interview and the conversation with hannah ann were both like oh yeah kelsey's back on the like you know the the high road making making nice points all over the place like very impressive scoring uh in terms of personality road and that's really refreshing to see i could see where kelsey has the potential if she doesn't make it to the end of this i'm starting to see bachelorette potential and that, like, I'm a, myself as a viewer, I'm feeling a little more invested in her and her story. And, like, mm -hmm. it feels good to see her kind of coming around and letting, like, her guard down a bit. And you're like, oh, this mm. is kind of compelling. And I, like, kind of see myself, like, wanting the best for her. So. Oh, no, definitely. She, she sure. seems like a, she has enough layers to her that, like, she seems like a real person. Yes. Which is, and, and I say that, like, she seems like a, a a good version of a real person where I feel like uh, Kelly seemed like an annoying version of a real person. <laughs> like she was just like very cognizant of the fact that she was like above the show and seemed to almost be like sabotaging herself by being so far above the show, you yeah, know, like, we'll, or we'll get to that we'll, sure. sorry, we'll get to that. No, but Kelsey, I feel like is, I mean, for what it's worth, still a good sport about the stuff that's going on in the show. Seems to like Peter, uh, you know, and all that stuff. So You know what I think? I just realized part of the, the reasons I find her so compelling and so, like, I kind of find myself in her corner. The heavy eye you, makeup? No, you, <laughs> you actually see her, like, learning from mistakes she's made on yeah. the show. Like, from the she's champagne with Hannah Ann to the Tammy. You see her handle the Tammy incident more maturely than she handled the Hannah Ann, so she seemed to learn from that. Mm -hmm. Even how she was kind of aware and felt concerned about how the girls would handle her receiving that rose from Peter. I don't know. I just see her, like, actually <laughs> taking in what she's hearing yeah. and choosing to be a better person rather than just dismissing it and making it about how the other girls are crazy. Like, yeah. 
like she's actually okay how can i grow from this too yeah she's she's applying lessons and like trying to grow from them rather than like you said just i'm gonna do me and whoever ends up being a casualty that's their problem not mine <laughs> like i'm just gonna walk all over this and do what i want type thing uh exactly. so yeah that is refreshing to see um and yeah it's easy to root for someone when they show those kind of qualities uh yes absolutely yeah because i'll say like she was pretty i would have said that she was too much of a loose cannon and she was unlikable. like yeah an unlikable character at first so shout out to her um we'll get to her a little bit more after uh, later Next up, we have another one-on-one -on -one with Natasha, finally. Mm -hmm. So we had a, a lot of moments with Natasha. She was basically saying that if she didn't get a one-on-one, -on -one, she might go home. Um, she seemed like... In, uh, she seemed to be the one person they kept focusing on, like, I guess, with her frustrations of not getting a one-on-one -on -one date. And it was kind of interesting, because she seemed to really, like, want a one-on-one -on -one date, because she really, like, liked and was interested in peter which yeah. i just i found i i would not <laughs> if i were in this situation where i was the frustrated one that i wasn't getting a one-on-one -on -one date like i would probably just be like all right we'll bump this noise like i would have been like bump this noise a long time ago i wouldn't have like held on hope that like one one-on-one -on -one date would be like enough enough for me to like think that this yeah, is especially someone... one at the end Kind of close yeah, to exactly, like exactly. This. So, like, I, I just thought that was interesting how they were kind of, and it could have been production, like, games too, but, like, how they were kind of framing it. Like, she was, like, just holding on for her, like, Hail Mary, not not even Hail Mary, but, like, last gasp effort to, you know, finally seize on a connection that she thought she had with Peter. Anyhow, yeah, probably overthinking it a little bit. You could kind of see how this was going to go based on just the number of girls left in the nature of the episode, but... uh I mean, ultimately, they had a good time on their date. It was another cruising around date, right? Yeah, I mean, they seemed to have fun. And Peter even said, you know, Natasha is someone like, I have a blast when I'm with her. I have a lot of fun. I enjoy our conversation. She challenges me. He even tells her, he's like, you know, of all the women here, I actually think I've seen the most sides of you. You know, I've seen mm -hmm. your fun, goofy side. I've seen your bold side. You know, I've seen you when you're upset and frustrated. And, um, hmm. you know, I thought, again, like, that was, I'm like, are you hearing the words you are saying? Like, yeah. those are things you should be looking for in a relationship is. Kelsey begs to differ, but. Yeah. yeah, it's like, I've seen all these different sides of someone that I've relatively spent very little time with. Um, and I can have fun with her, but also, like, he's been going to her throughout the season I think really when he needs someone to talk to or wants to have like a sense of a safe like place in the midst of the storm. So it, yeah, I'll say that. Yeah. Well, and I think what, <laughs> what, uh, Natasha's downfall ended up being was that she didn't present herself as this like, Oh, I need Peter to yeah. like, to complete me type thing mm. the way some of these <laughs> other girls do. Um, and I get it. I think that plays into like Peter, whether he will admit it or not, does enjoy the kind of like I'm I'm the one who's the kind of the desired prize in this whole thing. And like I like being pursued, even though I'm the one looking for somebody. Um, he 
he has kept around more often than not girls who like go over the top in like how much they don't want to leave. They don't want to say goodbye to him. And Natasha's <laughs> real enough to just be like, look, like we, we have a good fit. And I think Peter saw the lack of that kind of neediness as like, Oh, there's not as much here that he wants, but won't admit he wants necessarily. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think there was a, he had some sort of cutaway line where it was like, he almost saw her as more of like a really good friend though, yeah, like which was friend. sort of a, uh, sort of the kiss of death um, yeah. for her run on the show. Yeah. And I mean, so spoiler alert, Natasha gets sent home at dinner. Yeah. And in a real, sh- sorry, I, I won't make you bleep it. Hey, but I've, know, got, a- I've got the button ready. <laughs> but just in a real cruel way, I thought like he literally picks up the rose and he's wielding it like a weapon. Right. And he just is like giving her <laughs> that was speech. a bad move. Oh, it was so bad. You do not have to pick up the yeah. rose. His speech was not that bad, but the picking up of the rose like. So he could then put it back down. Such a douchey. Do you guys I, I, yeah. notice though he does, and who knows if it's his own doing or producers, but like aside from the rose ceremonies, when he's giving a group date rose, a one-on-one rose, he gives these speeches that could go either way. <laughs> yeah. Or sometimes feel like they're going one way and then go the other way, yeah. as I, will happen later on tonight. Oh, yeah. Well, and I felt like he did that to Natasha a bit, too. Like, yeah. he's real pumping her up, saying all these great things. Like, But I just have deeper connections with other girls that are here. Because he does tell her, like, yeah. I think Which is, like, a fine and true thing. And, a, frankly, a, a fine reason to be done with it. But it's yeah. just, like, the the way that he kind of leads in with all uh. the, like, stroking and the, the rose-wielding and then follows it up with however uh yeah yeah. so i felt for her because i think well didn't he also tell her like maybe i waited too long to really give don't say that man like as true as that is don't don't say that to her like say it to the producers say it to anybody else but don't (laughs) don't like tell her that (laughs) it's not like at that point it's way not her fault it's just all your fault that you blew it but she's the one that has to you know, suffer consequences from it. Right. It's again, Peter, people pleasing. He doesn't want people to be upset with him or be yeah. hurt. So let at me least, try to. At least he did not tell her that she's going to make oh. someone so happy one day. That would have made his Hasha so. Uh, yeah. Oh, I remember something I wanted to comment sure. on about this, though. Remember how weird he was about Hannah Ann being in a three and a half year relationship and not being in love? Mm hmm. So I kind <laughs> of saw this like, uh, I could see the see the wheels turning again for Peter when Natasha said the last time she was in a serious relationship and brought someone home was four years ago. You can kind of see like Peter with that concern yeah, look, like four yeah, years, what's true. going on there? I don't know if anyone else picked up on that or had thoughts, but I just thought it was kind of one of those things again where he was like, ooh, four years, mm, what's going on there? <laughs> yeah. Well, he, he's said, I forget to who, but he talks about like how easy it is for him to just like fall and go all in, you know, very quickly with somebody. So that notion of like being kind of cautious and not, not doing it the same way feels foreign to him. And maybe right. a cause for red flags when it shouldn't be but to him it's like wait that's not how i do things that sounds problematic yeah right yep all right so natasha's out goodbye natasha all right, Pete. her uh 
her suitcase Minus gets 30 points for team Emily. her suitcase gets wheeled out and um victoria f is just just shocked <gasps> but apparently they had been roommates the whole time so they were roommates <laughs> can't imagine being roommates with victoria well, I, I just wonder what kind of secrets natasha's been holding on to <laughs> i can't wait for women to tell all yeah, i hope we get three all. nights of that show don't even was, care oh it's gonna be rich Go. Can't be enough of it. All right. The final one-on-one um, on one. One on one date of this episode was a one-on-one -on -one with uh, aforementioned and discussed Kelsey. Kelsey Nader. Blonde Kelsey. Blonde Kelsey, the phoenix rising from the she ashes. She's really pretty. Mm -hmm. I wish she wore less makeup, but she's really pretty. Yeah, she's pretty. Um, uh, they went on an ATV date. Yeah. So, Jordan, I want to get your take on this. So... <laughs> If you took a woman on a date where she's telling you it's the first time she's tried something, mm -hmm. right? Would you drive in front of her I or behind not. her? I would Good man. absolutely <laughs> drive behind. Good man. Okay. Uh, yeah. Emily asked me this question. I said, I certainly would drive behind for the first like bit of it just to make sure that we're all like, you know. And to, uh, again, maybe he did and we just yes. didn't see it. But all we saw was him flying ahead of her and like well, her just crawling forward. Yeah. And we got her like, yeah, he kept looking back for me. It was so sweet. Like, it was like, well, yeah, I guess. <laughs> Way to sweet. find a silver lining. Yeah. Right. No, the pro move would have been to ride behind for a little while. And then if she's obviously uncomfortable, you just say, why don't you just hop on mine and yes. we can ride together? Grab a hold of me, the girl. second one. Have yeah. on, Problem grab solved. I know that I got these little you. these little skinny boy hips, so you know, there's not a whole lot to Pop hang on. on Pappy's to ATV. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they they reach their so-called destination and decide to run up a hill together, which was just hilarious because they both just start running out of steam and out of breath and collapse at the top of the hill. P yeah, Peter. Pete admits he needs to be in better shape. He also like does the thing like this is what I want to do in my life. Like after they had run up the hill, which is just like, it's just really a pet peeve of mine when like people like obviously everybody just wants to like travel and go on vacation and like go hiking and stuff. Like, come on, like yeah. you're not gonna find a soul on earth that isn't like into doing cool like, stuff. Nope, so I want to punch the clock yeah. five thank days you. a week. Yeah, thank you, Pete, for for be taking that bold stance that you want to do that. But uh, sorry, I just needed to get that out there. No, I appreciate okay. it. But um, yeah, then I guess they. They just like what probably like kissed in the grass and then they had in. they had some conversation about like what life would look like after this in theory, which I thought was good and mature to have that conversation right. not at dinner, not try to cram everything in at dinner, <laughs> no, do a little talking during the day as well. Do you think they ever eat at dinner? I would hope not. I think that's a thing. I think they've talked about like you never actually eat the, the food. Because someone did in Hannah's season, didn't they? JPJ. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I think it was Paradise, not Hannah's season. He ate. Yes, queen. Right. And got really sick. Oh yeah. And they're all like, everyone knows you don't actually eat that food. Because it was on. It was a uh, yeah. It was a date in like the Mayan Riviera mm -hmm. thing or wherever they're at. And the food looked awful. But anyway. I think it must be like sitting out for a while. Didn't like someone also make him like some tacos and he threw up everywhere? Oh, the really that one girl made him eat like this really spicy, yeah. like 
something or other. Oh man, he was vomiting so hard. Like, and it, then it was she like started crying. Way over the top. He was a good too. sport about it, though. Shout out <laughs> to a real one. Jay, wow. I hope he comes to paradise again. <laughs> I hope <laughs> he's, he's the great. next bachelor. Oh God. That would oh, be man. weird. That'd that be so would weird. be a lot. That'd be a lot. I think I would hate him. It'd be better than Cam. Oh, for well, sure. yeah. <laughs> I would For be sure. better than Cam, and I'd hate every Dude, they second. Should go, they should go full heel and just have Luke P be the next Bachelor. Dude, I actually have had that thought. That would be pretty awesome, I think, just to watch the girls like have to reckon with it. Yeah, or the types of girls that... The types of girls who show up, but also yeah. like how many girls just walk out the first night. Yes. Just like, oh, I can't. I just can't it's do it. Very interesting. I don't want anyone here to ever question... Two things: my heart, my character. Okay, and my integrity. Or my back, my, my, my back muscles. Also, don't ever question those. All right. So dinner with Kelsey. We had an intense conversation in which she talked about her father. Yeah. Yeah. So she had brought up on a previous on her previous one on one how her parents are divorced and how she was the one who found the letter from her dad and she didn't have contact with him for 10 years. He got remarried, had more kids, like started a new life in Mexico, I believe is what she said. Yeah. So she does open up to Peter that if she does get the rose that night and he comes home with her to Iowa, he would only be meeting her mom and sisters. And then she goes on to say, you know, I actually have made contact with my dad um, I guess she had reached out previously and it didn't go well, but then a few years ago she was going through a hard time and her dad reached out and she took it as a sign and, uh, she's been in some communication with him, but has not told her mother. Mm. Um, so she wanted Peter to know. So that was a, something he didn't bring up, yeah. but also be like, Listen, he Peter. would understand why her dad wasn't there. You're a little slow on the uptake, so I'm just going to lay this out pretty plainly for Which you. Which also could, you know, lead to a lot more sweaty Pete moments where he's just, <laughs> just like, oh, white where knuckling is your the dad? Secret. Like, I cannot give this away. I cannot give Absolutely. this away. Absolutely. But again, I really respected Kelsey's response here that the mm -hmm. reason she hasn't told her mom is that she wants to be able to make her own decision of what kind of relationship she wants with her dad mm -hmm. without involving others. Um, she doesn't want any outside influences to dictate what their relationship should be. I think that was a really mature and wise decision. Um, she also says she had hoped she'd be able to tell her mom before coming on the show, but that it was just uh, bad timing. It wasn't the right time to talk to her. So I thought she handled it really well. You could tell she was nervous to bring it up, but she did it yeah. without crying. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it was an intense conversation and she's like said what she needed to say too. Yeah. And, and that, I, I agree that it was really mature because that, that approach while on the surface, it might seem like, Oh, I'm just going to do this my way. It's not like I'll do it my way at the expense of others. It's I'm right. doing it how I want to protect whatever is or is not going to happen here. Not just because I'm, lazy and selfish about how I want to go about this right. thing. Um, so yeah, another kind of moment where you're like, Oh, Kelsey, look at you go here, girl. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. I also think that was just like a cool, like, you know, from a family therapist point of view, like cool to see like, uh, an adult child of divorced parents, maybe recognizing like 
that given how her dad left and how he handled things initially, I could see how someone in her position would probably take her mom's side more on things and, and feel maybe a need to protect her mom and her younger sisters. Mm-hmm. Um, but then as an adult recognizing, okay, maybe there's like some other perspectives to this and another side to be shared. And even though I do empathize with my mom and protective of her, doesn't mean I like can't have my own relationship with my dad that's not dictated by their marriage um, and the end of their marriage. So I think that to me was like, oh, like I, you know, personally, I work with kids now that I'm like, I hope they can reach that point in adulthood too. So it's kind of one of those like cool moments of like, oh, this is how this thing should go. Yeah. Bravo. Yeah. So her mom doesn't know about the reconnection, but do her sisters? She said her sisters knew that she went to see him, okay. but that she's not necessarily involving them in her continued like contact with her dad. Yeah, is what I remember I she kind of mentioned her sisters real quick, but it wasn't yeah. clear to what level they knew or didn't know. Yeah, I, I think she said that they knew, but that was all she said. So, um, so Peter, uh, again, Sweaty Pete was over there kind of drinking this in. He was impressed with her grace and strength. Um, Calls her inspiring. She did say that she could see a future with him, which is, you know, music to Sweaty Pete's ears. So <laughs> I think that's, I mean, that's the, that's Kelsey. the, the gist of the date. Um, like I said, like not a whole lot of action on the dates, for lack of a better word. But at this point, you're pretty much just like ironing out any kinks before hometowns. Yeah, we'll get more drama home. Slash sending people people home. So uh, finally, we have a three-on-one date, which, uh, I mean, they didn't set it up very well. Like it was like very well, like it was going to be a date at all. None of them were excited about it. They like all knew that like some someone's head was on the chopping block <laughs> basically. So two roses to give out and three girls on the date. Um, we kind of got like a little too much uh, confident Kelly in this episode in which she seemed like she was almost, uh, I don't know. I just, I, I found her a little actually unlikable this episode. Yeah. It was a little too much. There was too much dip on her chip, if you know what I'm saying. Too much I dip do. on your chip. So, uh, yeah. I mean, any any thoughts on confident Kelly before we move on to the date? Well, it was also just, uh, I'm trying to think of how to say it. Like cruel to an extent, like you don't Rude need to. And cruel and, you don't yeah. need to stoop to like that level, you know. Just continue to like keep your head. High. If you really are confident in who you are, then don't don't talk crap about other people. But like she right away was saying, "Oh, I have to go on a group date with these children," and Victoria is such a hot mess, and Hannah Ann's too young to be ready for a serious relationship. But, look at me, I'm an attorney, I'm the full package. And I don't know, it just kind of felt like, even though you might have some valid points there. Yeah, like, I don't think she's entirely wrong. And, and I said that, that, yeah, I feel like we said that. It was like... It's just how she conducted herself with it was like... Yeah. Was a turn off. Just because you're right doesn't mean you're being right in the correct uh, right. manner. So... Yeah, so, so I, any- I saw a few tweets that uh, had some conspiracy theories that some of those audio bits were like chopped up and edited very creatively to get the phrases that 
we heard like i think well the they kept going to that, that we didn't see her saying but the the like the bit where she was like i'm a lawyer like what are they doing with their lives look at these children like people there were there were zaprooter theories that like this was spliced audio from like three right. or four different interviews um but yeah emily like you said the the shoveling on people i her strategy seemed to be more like look how much better i am than these two rather than look at the connection peter i and i have which Mm -hmm. is the in theory the reason you're there rather than to just be like a a contest amongst uh the people you're on this event with so yeah and and that was not the strongest of strategies Look, look, look how it worked out for someone like, like Victoria F gets a rose on the date at the end of the date. And like, like it was an abject dumpster fire, her time hanging out with Peter, but she like actually was able, and Peter was actually able to lean on the fact that they have a real like connection for whatever, whatever that means on this show. But like, it seems like she can go there with him and give him a hard time about stuff. And like, in some ways she's kind of like, earned that with him in a way and that's what what's keeping her around even though there's a lot plenty of red red flags and that like that last date didn't go well or last conversation whatever you want to call it didn't go well but it's like i think kelly just thought she was going to like outlast these other people by being like better than them and it that's like not a at this point in the game we're not just trying to like get a rose and move on you know what i'm saying she Um, was was thinking a very like on paper approach like logical approach yes. to this like well we're clearly the best fit look at our stages of life and like you obviously don't know your audience on the other side of this in peter very well because he's not like about logic necessarily and on paper <laughs> fit like he wants he i think he craves emotional turmoil sometimes for the wrong reasons but uh it it certainly does bleed. things for him so yeah. uh yeah, she she was a little aloof and ignorant, I think. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so they go to a 200-year-old hacienda. Uh, the three of them have an awkward conversation with an old man that's been married for 45 years, <laughs> a staple of this season of The, of the Bachelor. Um, Hannah Ann goes first. Hannah Ann, oh, really boy. not not having a whole oh, lot of great performances. We just performances. need to turn this part over to Jordan because you had some great takes in our group text last night about Hannah Ann's performance. L- let me get started before Jordan goes. I, I mean, Hannah Ann's been losing. It seems like taking on taking on water for a while now. She's there's just nothing to her. It's very it, it's exceedingly clear. But I think Peter likes her. All yeah. right, go on, go on, Jordan. No, I, I just think, again, I think I've said this in previous episodes, I kind of feel bad for her because she seems yeah. in way over her head this far along in the game. While she's not necessarily a bad uh, option, she's just very uh, raw. And I think the way she went about kind of um, lobbying to remain on the show uh showed some of that she she did a lot of weeping and it it seemed less weeping of like i really like you peter i want to stay with you peter and like i'm scared of going home and not doing in an embarrassing fashion type thing 
And so she uh, proceeds to pull out a folded piece of notebook paper from her pocket um, with Pro a list only. about all all the things she loves about Peter, which, uh, as as I mentioned, our group text uh, seemed like some real middle school. <laughs> um, that's not like, again, that's not an indictment on Hannah and the person. That's an indictment of the behavior itself, which we've been trying to, you know, be, be distinct about this season. Very clear. Be more behavior focused. Gotcha. I'm, I'm not saying Hannah Ann's a middle school, uh, maturity level. I just think that act in and of itself was very reminiscent of, you know, something you would see in, in those days. Um, Jordan, did you have a girl write you a list of things that she loved about you? I did not. Um, which is fine because (laughs) that would have been weird even in middle school. Um, (laughs) And I think it would be weird if it happened at this stage of my life, too. Oh, unless, I would run. Unless it was done in like a satirical, you know, aha, <laughs> right. self-deprecating fashion. Um, Not just like, you make me feel special. Yeah. You make I me love- feel like I am the only girl on this show. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, it was it was uncomfortable to watch. Felt bad for her again. But, again... Peter seems to really like being liked and uh, that that played well for Hannah Ann at this point in the game. While we're talking about like girls, you know, like the list of reasons I love you. Mm-hmm. It's time for another unpopular opinion from yeah. Emily. Coachy, um, unpopular opinion. I don't love when people use their wedding vows as an opportunity to talk about how much they love each other. Like vows are promises you're making to one another and reasons why you're committing to each other, not a list of why I love you. End of rant. I don't (laughs) think this is an unpopular opinion on this podcast. (laughs) Um, I, I completely agree with you. I think the approach I love is, you 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 do the vows in front of the people and you you write your spouse the letter beforehand or whatever mm. that's where you say all your sweet nothings and deep appreciations and you know keep keep some things private start yeah. start off your marriage by doing that you don't have to bear everything for us to hear also there, we're all here because we trust that you love each other, right? Like, obviously, right. Uh, yeah. we would hope we wouldn't be getting us. married otherwise. So, Also, you're just prolonging the time it takes for us to get to cocktail hour and or the meal. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We're usually hangry by this point. Like, yes. Let's, yeah. let's get on with this. Fanning myself. I got Sitting sweat. in usually very uncomfortable seats, way too close to one another. Oh. <laughs> yeah. People need to work on how... You know, we went to an outdoor wedding... There's endless space when you're outside. Why do I have to be shimmied between two people where they're touching me? Can't move at all. Like, you're like, no, a, you're no like a pretty slight this. frame too. Like you're I not, know, you're not which means I usually get shimmied dragging between you, two guys. Some people guys. are just freaking dragging that wagon all the way down the aisle. You know what I'm oh. saying? Just plopping that me. thing down, spilling everywhere. The worst is when, I'm sorry, but when you end up between two dudes, usually you're on one side. But I've had the unfortunate experience that the past 
outdoor wedding venues we've gone to, like a guy being on my other side, and you guys do that thing where you need to spread your legs, you know? Lance, and it's yeah, just that's like, biology, Emily. Yeah. yeah, but man, then I literally have Talk no... Talk to Jesus reason. about that. Well, if I was wearing a pencil skirt, I wouldn't spread my legs, but I'm not. I'm wearing pants. <laughs> All right, so Emily, Stretchy the move pants. here is to have Logan wear kilts to weddings now. Oh, got oh. it. Give him the here, opportunity the move here is for Emily to wear an Ellen DeGeneres suit uh, to the next That's wedding. That's what it is. <laughs> hey, I, I tried to advocate for that. <laughs> That's true. All right. Well, do you have anything else you'd like to say <laughs> off topic? Unpopular opinions? Yeah. No, that was that was the one. One per episode, guys. One per episode. All right. Well, if anything strikes your fancy later on, just feel free. You know, we, we, we are well under our two-hour limit here, so... I'll tweet it. Keep the people wanting more. <laughs> that's, that's good. Um, all right. So Hannah Ann goes, uh, like I said, she just is appearing like kind of just a little bit duller and duller to me. She does not seem like, and maybe this is why she and Pete uh, are made for each other. Like she does not seem like she is built for this either. Um, and she just, she seems like she struggles. Like, like she has, uh, and I don't think, I don't want this to sound like I think she's like a complete idiot because I don't. But or separating the behavior from yes, the person. Yes, right. It, mm-hmm. It's just it would appear that she is a little slow on like the uptake, and some of these situations are a little too big for her. And oh, that... I disagree. Can I disagree with you? Yeah, you can disagree. Okay, yeah. so I think I think she is plays feminine wiles to her advantage, and situations that where you're talking about. Oh, I think maybe these things are too big for her i just think she's manipulating situations to make it seem as though they're too big for her so that she seems like she needs to be rescued and someone to come like save her which appeals directly to what peter is looking for see i would have agreed with you earlier because i i definitely thought earlier in the season she was definitely doing that so i i see i see what you're saying i think victoria f does that way more yeah Aren't we talking about Victoria? No, we're talking about Hannah Ann. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought we skipped to Victoria F. That's my take on Victoria F. Okay, I was going to say. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Apologies. Yeah, no, no, no. No, we're we're fine. I thought we were were beyond Hannah Ann. We should be beyond Hannah Ann. I was just following up with with my general take. I feel like I I was trying to normalize a little bit because she's my number one pick and obviously clear winner here. so. So my take on Hannah Ann, I would also agree... I, I don't know that she's completely out of her depth. I think she I just it doesn't appear that she scrambles well if like a question maybe it, or a, a situation comes up that like has like she doesn't necessarily start to cry but she just almost kind of like just like like short circuits and kind of just like moves moves past it like in sort of a unimaginative way. And it doesn't seem like she like is is quick on her feet. Is really all I'm trying to say. I think. And do you think and some I, of that though is that whole like pageant like thing that. of I always have to be oh, on sure. and perfect and respond in a certain way? So anytime like you're asked, and I think her thing with Peter is she now knows that he's picking up on her always kind of having that I've got it, I'm all together thing, and has called her out on it. So now she's like, oh, I can't fall back on that. Yeah. yeah. So now I have to swing to this side of like things are just really hard for me. Yeah. Well, and I think it's like the dude version of she wanted a bold. She said she wanted someone who was bold. So I have been a bold. Fighter. A bold fighter. No, I, yeah, I think, Emily, that's right. And I think she she is doing that pendulum swing because she's 
younger and more inexperienced because she doesn't have life experience of being authentically vulnerable for somebody to fall back on and to feel normal in doing. So she hears don't always be perfect. And rather than like finding a middle ground, she interprets that as do the other side of the coin because that's, you know, side and that's B where I think her youth a, so that's got to work, right? Yeah, I definitely think that's where her her youth shows up. Yeah, yeah. because I would I, I would say in general I'm a little hesitant to attribute everything to her youth because we don't we don't ever say the same thing about Madison is the same age, right? And I think that's where I then kind of want to make the argument that like, okay, if we can't attribute it all to her youth or lack of life experiences, you know, what does it say maybe about Hannah Ann's character that she? <laughs> Don't ever question her character. Well, that she's going to play to more of what she thinks other people are wanting of her so that she can do well on the show and get what she wants versus being authentic to who she really is. And I would question, does she really know who she is, which Mm. isn't so much a matter of age as much as, you know. Identity. Identity. Yeah. Exactly. Community. And to me, it just comes across as like, Unfortunately, the thing she's doing is coming across as though I want to stay on the show, not I want a relationship with Peter. That's how it comes across to me. Yeah, I don't want to be humiliated. And again, I think she's at a disadvantage because the only person we really have to to compare her to is Madison, who is probably wise beyond her years. Like, um, and I think some of that is due to the faith component and she probably has a much better understanding of identity and perspective on a lot of these things that Hannah Ann doesn't. So Hannah Ann's manifestation of those things looks worse in comparison to the other 23 year old. I'm also going to catch some heat here for this, but (laughs) here we go. I also think if you look at Madison, she's in a career where she is working with children who've been removed from their families and their homes who are going through traumatic experiences. So regardless of what personal life experiences Madison's had, she at least has developed a perspective of life that's bigger than herself or her own world, which definitely can, I think, make you a much wiser person. Where Hannah Ann, this is where I'm gonna eat, um, when your career focuses on pageants and modeling it just feeds into your own egotistical worldview that we all are born with right and we all have to develop that um the world's not revolving around me and there's bigger things going on than just in my own little world but i don't know that 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 sphere of modeling and pageantry necessarily always opens you up to other people's experiences yeah. oh, for sure. and worldviews. So beyond like generic platitudes. Right. Yeah. So, yeah they are certainly both products of their own environments. Yes. All right. Let's move on to Kelly, who is chilling by herself by the fire during this uh, continuing to be on her high horse of betterness um she took an interesting approach in her conversation with peter uh sort of like i guess maybe downplaying or upplaying their i don't know which direction she was playing in their relationship but like 
I guess the main crux of it was like, Peter, it's okay. Like we can have fun together and like, like relationships don't have, like they can be easy and fun the same way that they can be like hard and, um, you know, hard which earned, is not untrue. which is right. not untrue. Um, I, I, I don't know necessarily that she's at that point with Peter where that is like going to land with him. No. And I don't think it did. So, um, sorry about it. Kelly, but she also not to his face, but she kept saying, calling, uh, talking about how Peter's a hopeless romantic on this episode. Yeah, I feel like she just doesn't like anybody. Like, I don't think she was like, <laughs> I, I, if Peter had kept her around, like, are we all, and like, if she had won, like, do we think that's going to work out? No. no, no. So it's like, I don't really think she, like, she obviously had big problems with Peter because of like his behavior on the show, essentially, and who he kept around and what he appears to be into. And then she obviously had problems with all the girls because of it. So, like, I don't know. Like, I found her spot increasingly weird as the show progressed. I'm surprised she made it this far, frankly. Agreed. Well, Not because Peter it mentioned, like, how, how impactful the, the pre-season meetup <laughs> at the hotel was. And, like, yeah, I probably hung on to that a little too long. Another prediction of mine yep. coming to fruition. Man, Jordan's got it dialed. I can I can predict the behavior of simpletons. Finger what, on the pulse of simpletons. What a shining achievement. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I don't really think there's much else to say. And then we have our last conversation with Victoria F. F. So this it's is where like I Victoria. get what Oof. I was saying earlier. Yeah. She definitely, you know, this is a good example of the way she acts with the girls is very different than how she acts with Peter. It's like she's with Peter and all of a sudden she can't hold any type of eye contact. She's always playing with her hair. All of a sudden she starts using this like small mousy voice where she barely opens her mouth. <laughs> it's, al it's almost like a Kristen Wiig bit from SNL. Like yeah. she'll do yeah, characters where, where she talks like a Botox or plastic surgeon, like Kristen Wiig doing a Kardashian almost. Yeah. And she like... It's this whole, again, what I was saying earlier about it seems like she sabotages things so that there's then a reason for the guy to feel like he needs to fix something or he's done something wrong. And yep. then they end up chasing after her. But then it also keeps the heat off of her, so to speak. And boy, this was a super toxic, twisted conversation. Yeah. That where made me she, so angry. Oh, she goes into it where she was like, um, I think he wanted to ask her some follow-up questions from their last date. Rightfully so. It was a weird date. Ended on a weird note. And she just comes at him and it's like, oh, well, I don't know why you would want to spend our time together talking about this. And I don't know why every time we're together, you're in such a mood. Whoa. Whoa. Ma'am, those are, those are fighting. That is, that is some wild uh, non-self-inspection non, non at all. But whatever. I did think that like there for a while, I was like, okay, Peter, here we go. Here we go. He's like, I feel like I have valid reasons to have questions and to have doubts based on our past interactions. And I've not been the one in a mood like you. You're the one who's been in a mood and keep <laughs> pushing me away. And uh, oh, she did not like that. No. But yeah, it was like you're watching this unfold and you're like, Peter, you are so close to getting it, dude. Like, yeah, you are so close. Again, do you hear the things that are coming out of your own mouth? Please make sense of them. Put them into action. 
Um, and they didn't like, they didn't walk away from the conversation on good terms either. It was like they, they huffed and puffed their, their separate yeah. ways. She's, um, she's too hot. That's the problem. <laughs> well, That's she, it's the, she the seems... hotness and you know, it's the, the classic, uh, douchey thing we used to do back in the day where you talk about hotness and craziness and there's like, uh, there's a matrix. Break e- there's a break-even point on uh, on hotness that you can accept a certain amount of craziness, and, and I think I think this is this I think this is a classic case of honestly. Uh, I again, not not to uh, speak about Peter's character necessarily, but I think this this stuff no, I mean, she I can get good. away with this close to fantasy suites, where if she had pulled this kind of act back in Cleveland. Uh, I don't think she would still be on the show. Hot takes, Jordan. I think Peter Peter feels very close to a certain milestone in the show with Victoria (laughs) F. And he is willing to put up with more. I agree. Yeah, I don't I don't necessarily disagree. Although I will say that the didn't the Cleveland date end with her like meeting Rex X at the Cedar Point. And yeah, but she wasn't ragging on him about being moody. And oh, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Also, that was just Peter stumbling through her, discovering. Her move in every the singer? <laughs> I talked to that guy. Her her move in every interaction with Peter has been after having this weird breakdown where she does the like, I don't know. I don't know, Peter. Okay. And like getting yeah. frustrated with him. She then turns it around to this weepy like. Uh, I'm sorry. I just don't know why I'm like this. I just don't know. I'm so crazy, and I don't want to be like this. But you're just so great for being willing to stick with my crazy. And this week it was, I guess I'm just af- afraid of getting to the end and then losing you. So it's easier to not have you at all in the first place. I'm like, well, uh, that is a line from a movie if I've ever heard one. <laughs> I bet she's one of those people that perceives that she's like zany and random when she's really not. Like I bet she like posts on Instagram like bought a latte today. I'm so crazy. Why am I like this? Like what are you like? This? Like yeah, you're yeah, right. She actually did post crazy. something on Instagram the other day that I was like, okay. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, you know, we all know those people that are like, yeah. Oh man, yellow, and it's like, oh wow, get crazy, girl. Bought a bunch of coffee, <laughs> but it's something that I she, literally she do every day of the week. First of all, this picture. So oh. you know, go ahead, girl. Thirst trapping. Um, with the caption probably crying about something or thinking about cheese fries. I don't know. Could go either way. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Thirst trapping. A lot of, lot of half naked photos on her Instagram. I mean, she's got a brand. You got to lean into your. Apparently it's it's modeling white lives matter gear. So Mm. hashtag WLM brother. (laughs) <laughs> all right anyway, uh, anyway so that ended weird and then we get like the final the final showdown here so uh all three of the girls are around the fire it is getting dark um peter asks victoria if if she will walk with him she's losing it they get to the car he gives her again another one of these speeches that could go either way with the rose in his hand and then gives her the rose and she's like you know over the moon beyond excited yay happy in the car um, i just replayed that in my mind and i'm mortified I don't know, like, why he gave me this rose after what I did. Ha ha, I'm so crazy. <laughs> I do not like her. She yeah, knew no, exactly what she was doing. She's, yeah. she's yeah. manipulative. She's very, like, very manipulative. Her actions are very manipulative. Yes. 
Yes, she <laughs> is exhibiting the behavior of a manipulator. Um, and <laughs> so Peter okay. then, again, sweaty, said, Pete comes walking me in, turning back to the group. Peter is just really going through it at all times these days um, and sits down with them. And uh, I mean, Kelly has this weird grin on her face. Like maybe she knows what's happening. Maybe she doesn't. Hannah Ann is just is, is also She's going through it similarly, not having a great time. Um, Peter does the move where he talks to Hannah Ann and then gives her the rose. So he well, walks he talks Kelly to out. both of them, and then yeah. kind of like what he did to Tammy McKenna. Yeah, no, that's kind of true. Talk and to then, both of them, and the I like just the little pep talk he gave about each one. I thought for sure he was keeping Kelly. I did too. He in Kelly's little bit, he talked about like the kind of the future he could see and like what what things would look like moving forward and then he just, just turned right to hannah ann and was like hannah ann will you accept this, <laughs> like, Whoa, this guy full of twists yeah. and turns what yeah. am i watching yeah it's excruciating at this point to get through these episodes but um so hannah ann stays and proceeds to pull one of the lamest fake cry moments i've seen in a while on on network television okay Time for my hot take. Okay. I don't, I would speculate or posit that it wasn't fake. She was just so worked up and had so much adrenaline, like it had to come out somehow. I could see that. She could not contain multitudes for much longer. And so she just, she just went with tears and that's how it came out. Hot take. I've sat with many crying people in my life and none of them sound like that. Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. I agree with you, Jordan, because I feel like, like I feel like all of us at various points have maybe been in that situation where it's like you just you cry because that's like how the emotions are expressed if you have like an upwelling of crazy emotions. And but she certainly did not pull off a very good or convincing. I'm sorry when you you're having to like cover like not only cover your face, you're literally in your lap. You're doing the most like stereotypical sound of a cry, and then when you come up from crying. There's no sign that there was actually ever any tears. Well, she's Nothing. a model. She knows how to like clear the face very quickly. I'm just playing devil's advocate here. I mean, I appreciate that. I just, I I'm not buying it. Under- well, now that she and Kelly are, uh, Kelsey are on good terms, they can maybe Kelsey can teach her a thing or two about crying all the time. That'd be good for him. No, uh, Sheehan would be the the <laughs> yeah. The yeah that would be the one. Maybe Victoria. Sure. Maybe Victoria too. She's pretty good at it. All right, so we are left with a final four of <sighs> Victoria F, Victoria F, Hannah Ann, Hannah Ann, Kelsey, and Madison. So Jordan with two of the final four. We each are represented on the board, though. Team Emily is is walking a fine tightrope line <laughs> with Victoria F again. Emily with the Luke P type character, and again I said in like week too that the virginia beach pick looked to be a crazy scenario of emotion <laughs> and could be a potentially fabulous pick so hey. I, I i'm doing a whole lot of patting myself on the back tonight but i don't give a rip Emily, your first it. pick was sarah who went home right yes yeah okay r.i.p to a real one true true gone but not forgotten but jordan your first pick was madison Mm-hmm. when did you take kelsey do you remember that I think I took her top half of my team. It looks like she's in line thirty-six. So yeah, she yeah. must. You must have taken her with your second pick. I'm just trying to. Uh, yeah, yeah. I guess uh, I did. 
I'm trying to. Oops, there was someone named Eunice this season. Uh huh. She got sent home early, as most of my uh, girls. Oh yeah, that's true. You lost like <sighs> seven on night one. Avonlea. Uh, yeah, Kelsey was my second pick. Woo! Dang. Wow, Jordan. But I had picks two or three, four, and five all get sent home very early. Yeah. So. I do not know most of the girls on my team. Yeah, I, I Emily, not great. Not you did have McKenna either. though. She put in, she put in some screen she time, put in some work. <laughs> and Tammy. Tammy, yeah. Well, anyhow, uh, I'm still a little bit bitter the way that Victoria P was sent home, but we don't need to get, we don't need to hash that out for the second right. straight week. I mess up by how I finally get a one-on-one for Natasha, and she gets sent home, so I get negative 30 points. She might as well not have had a date to begin with. Who would have been better Lord, for your Peter. score? Oh. Stupid games win stupid prizes. Of course, life. Logan hasn't added that column yet, so... Well, we, it was all a wash until you had your second person sent home. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. All of us had had one person sent home, so it didn't Wait, matter. Uh, who's, who had Kelly on their team? Uh, Logan did. Okay, so Logan's had two people sent home then. Oh yeah, because it was outside a rose ceremony. You're right. Good call, Jordan. Minus thirty for me and minus thirty for you. Yes. (sighs) Damn, that puts us really close, Jordan. So let's let's talk about those scores while we're talk about the scoreboard. Emily, take us away. So, do you want me to go ahead and do the math and subtract the thirty? So that would make Logan at. 1,620 points. Good. Emily at uh, 1,280 points. (laughs) (laughs) And Jordan at 1,610 points. Wow. Wow. A 10-point spread between Logs and Jordals. A real photo finish, potentially. Team Jordals with a lot of kissing opportunities in the next week, though. So we're going to – we have – Alabama, Tennessee, Iowa, and Virginia Beach. Shout out to 757. Where in Virginia mm-hmm. Beach do you think you're going to go? You guys spent some time in that neck of the woods. Yeah. What uh, what locations do you expect will make an appearance? I mean, it looked like they were at the oceanfront at the beach. Yeah. I mean, I feel like the oceanfront would definitely. I was really hoping for Captain Groovies, but I I don't think they'll go that deep. You know, don't we all? A little too, little too off the beaten path. Yeah, they'll probably do oceanfront. I mean, if you wanted to do something cool, you go first landing. Yeah. But maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll get the wheel route plant Connor and uh, Taylor to do some snooping. Maybe they'll go to like uh, see some navy ships or something. Oh yeah, downtown Norfolk. Norfolk. I feel like that would put Victoria in risk of running into more ex-boyfriends <laughs> sure. yeah they can't go to a chick's oyster bar for sure too many <laughs> navy seals with like sleeve tattoos that she's definitely so apparently with. logan is spoiled he knows who the top two are are you spoiled no ah i would like to remain Jordan. unspoiled me too I mean, I'm but not, it like not... also kind of kills me that he knows because then it makes me want to know but then i don't want to know right you just, so, you just got to hold out for, oh, two more weeks, I guess, right? At least. Dang. Next week is Hometowns, then it's Fantasy Suites, and then it's the final two. Yeah, I'm but sure after the Fantasy Suite right. episode, we'll they'll know. know. Don't we have Women Tell All before the final two? Sometimes 
Oh yeah. Or during the final, sometimes they do yeah, it like during. Sometimes the, or like, like back to back. Six nights. hours we of Bachelor like... in one week. We gotta <laughs> sit through while we're like watching Alea like talk to freaking people that we forgot about. Un- Evidently, there was someone named Eunice on this show. And Avonlea. 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 Oh, Jordan, you'll be happy to know that uh, that song Cyclone came on at the CrossFit competition this weekend, and I was just, I was just, Logan was so I was giddy, just positively giddy. Katrina. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anything else that we want to say? I mean, again, I'm glad. Who we're... do you think's going home next week? Who do you think's going to get fancy? Well, week? don't you, don't you tell. Can't say anything. Yeah, Logan, yeah, I, I mean, say. Jordan, uh, what are your thoughts? I think. I think Madison and Hannah Ann and Victoria F mm-hmm. get fantasy suites. And then I think the the virgin conversation happens at Fantasy Suite Week, which is a little late in my opinion. <laughs> but that's that's Madison's truth. That's her conversation to have. Not not mine. Uh, but we will be here to analyze it for sure. Um, and then it looks like all hell breaks loose at the finale. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really, I kind of excited to see what all of this teasing shenanigans are. Cause we got like Pete laying on the bed, looking like he's about to pass a kidney stone. We've got his mom doing like some very impassioned go get her bring her home bring her home so i've had another thought about what the news that chris harrison just found out like do you think maybe he had like a death in the family and so he had to like go home oof i mean maybe i mean that that would be that would be really cruel to tease it like they're teasing it in a manner that (laughs) relates (laughs) to one of the ladies (laughs) Yeah. So that would be really dastardly. Um Bachelor producers work the hardest. Yeah. 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 No, from that teaser, like I we saw a lot of drama in Virginia Beach with Victoria F, but I think that's all window dressing. I think they make it miraculously make it past that to the fantasy suite. We didn't seem to see any Kelsey tease. That's what I said too. I was like, we seem to get footage of all the other women like in a hotel or yeah or in sparkly dresses which is common for fantasy suite week or final two <laughs> and we didn't see anything but kelsey and her mom together really yeah and her mom like talking mom. about like i don't want to see your heart get broken yeah and that was kind of that so yeah well we did it we will find we somehow out stretch this out to an hour and a half god Yes. I'm proud of us. We had a bathroom break in between. Yeah, we're, we're nothing but consistent. Right. We do this. Ow. True. All right. Well, this is the Wheel Route Podcast. You know where to find us, but in case you don't, let me pull up my script so I can <laughs> remind all of you of the thing that I have done 167 times that I still can't remember. You still haven't shared with your wife, so I can go ahead and include it in the notes for you. <laughs> You can find us on Twitter at the Wheel Route. You can find Coach E at Wheel R T E Intern, Wheel Route Intern on the gram. You can send us emails, wheelroutepodcast at gmail.com. And you can stream the show from the website, thewheelroute.com, or 
from your favorite podcast acquisition service. Thanks for joining us. Go Gators. Go Hoos. May the roses ever be in your favorite, boys. <laughs>